Hello again, this is Digging for Something, and I am your host, JJ. So last podcast, I was uh, very happy because uh, the uh, professional sports teams that I root for had a great, great few days. Unfortunately, uh, for this podcast, the last few days haven't been great, haven't been horrible. But haven't been great. Um, the Miami Marlins, they did win their first playoff game, which was excellent. Um, you know, they're, they're playing at Chicago, so they're underdogs. Um, I don't believe it was either team's top pitchers, but um, they, they won uh, pretty pretty easily. Um, but one problem was they... They're, Borderline star center fielder who they traded for at the trade that deadline for uh, the playoff push was injured. He he um, he was hit by a pitch on his pink on his hand and he and his pinky was fractured. Now I don't. They said he's day to day, and uh, who knows uh, what's going to happen. Um, I can imagine. Hurting a finger definitely impacts your batting, but probably if you're going to hurt a finger, uh, the pinky is probably the best one to injure while you're batting. I mean, I know how it is. Uh, I've injured a toe, and I, you can barely walk just injuring one toe. So um, hopefully he can play, put some padding on it, some protection, um, maybe not have make contact with the bat or put a splint or something, and hopefully... Uh, he'll be able to play, but then they were, they couldn't build off their momentum of the first game win because their second game was postponed even before it was set to begin. Uh, apparently, they were expecting really bad weather in Chicago, and it wasn't going to let up. Uh, I kind of find it odd that they couldn't play the game even at night. I don't know if the weather was going to be that bad, but um, so they're set to resume today, and uh, hopefully they'll they'll play and. Hopefully they'll win. If not, it's a it's best two out of three. Now the one the really bad one was the Miami Heat. Uh, as I was excited to tell, they were in the finals, the NBA finals, taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. They played game one on Wednesday, and it was ugly. They started the game well, but after they lost the lead, it was pretty much downhill from there. Uh, and they, they wound up being blown out. But that's probably not even the worst part of it. The worst part is the injuries that took place. Uh, Jimmy Butler twisted his ankle, but he didn't come out. And, you know, he, he's, a, he's a warrior. He's a beast. Um, you know, twisted ankle. A little rap, and he'll, he'll be set to play. But... They lost two starters, um, and they're both listed as doubtful for their next game. And uh, Bam Adebayo, who's, who's called the heart and soul of their center, who, who's there offensively, defensively, just he's, he's just their, their key guy, their cog in the middle. Uh, he injured his shoulder in the third quarter, and um, now it was on his left it's his left shoulder, I believe, which was the, 
which was the arm that he did that great block on Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics. Uh, I, I don't know if maybe that block kind of did something um, to the shoulder, and then he had another point where he was tangled with the player and got injured on his wrist. I don't know if it's just little things, and then just he, it got really just kind of taken to the next level during this game. So he injured his, his shoulder, and he's doubtful. Um, he's a warrior as well. Uh, so maybe he'll play, maybe he won't. Um, if he doesn't, it's definitely a tough loss. Uh, this Heat team is already, I mean, they, they need all their parts to not only play, but show up and play well. They're they real underdogs in this series. The other injury, which I'm, I really feel bad about, is Goran Dragic. He's just one of those players. I think he's just been so underrated in his career. He's really had a good career. He's in his mid-30s. Um, this year, he's he's played as well or, or better than any point of his career. Uh, he's just one of those guys that's steady. He's not great at any anything, but he's he's tough. Uh, he makes shots when you need it. He, he, he ball handles. He, uh, he plays a defense that the team defense that, that uh, Miami Heat require. Um, he, he's just liked, like, J him and Jimmy Butler are like, you know, brothers from another mother. Uh, they have really clicked, and um, especially with Goran being up there in age, uh, he may never have another opportunity to play in the finals again. Um, he had a slight tear in a plantar fasciitis, and, you know, as I talked about, a toe, <laughs> I can barely walk. Um, I know how it is with plantar fasciitis, and it can really be debilitating just trying to move around and things like that. So uh, he's tough. If he can get back, he will. Um, but with this kind of injury, it's 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 taken many players out of commission for a while. So I really feel bad for them, and it's it's uh, the Heat are in a tough uh, hole right now. But you know they're going to show up every game. That's just the way they are, and. They're going to leave it all on the court, and if uh, they don't win a game, it's not going to be from lack of effort. And But, you know, they're, they're going to give the Lakers all they have. So um, hopefully they do. If, if uh, Of course, I want them to win the series, um, but these two injuries really hurt. Um, and if they don't win the series, as long as, you know, give the Lakers a fight. Be, make, make us proud. That's all I can ask. Now, woo. It's been a few days, um, but that debate, the presidential debate, where do I begin? I mean, one word I can say, horrible. It was horrible. Um, probably the worst debate I've ever seen in my life. And it, uh, and it was just both sides just. It just, it just was very, as far as a presidential debate, it was very poor. It was a poor representation of the, both of them um, for their respective parties, for the country. Uh, Chris Wallace just could not maintain control. Um, they were interrupting each other, um, getting off topic. Um, and it just, it was difficult to control. Um, 
it, it made it hard to watch at times, just the the way it was going and and the way they were speaking and it was um, it was a debate to be rem- remembered for absolutely the wrong reasons. Uh, but the debate pretty much went uh, how I expected. Uh, Trump was a bully. I mean, that was expected. I don't think anybody um, thought otherwise. I don't think anybody thought the uh, Tiger was going to change his um, stripes and uh, just sit there you know, all polished. Down. That's just not who he is. He's far from polished. Um, he, he might have some quick zingers. Uh, he's never overly prepared with facts and figures. Um, and that's who he's been. That's who he's always been. And he's going to try to bully the other, the opponent, and which is what he did. Uh, Biden, um, you know, many, many times he kind of looked a little old and defeated uh, and just kind of, you know, just couldn't take it anymore. And, and there were plenty of times he just could not keep his composure, which is... Uh, which was something that was expected from him. Um, obviously, uh, people talk about his age and if he still has all his faculties, uh, whether he's as lucid as he once was. And, and sometimes when, when he's not speaking uh, on script, he tends to say the wrong things. So um, I think... Uh, I think they both pretty much, pretty much kept to uh, the assumption of who we thought they were. Um, unfortunately, it was it had the makings of a debacle, which it was. Um, and of course, you know, trading barbs and uh, accusations and insults and just being dis- disrespectful at the time and and shockingly, although. Uh, uh, you know, even Chris Wallace pointed out uh, Trump was probably a bigger offender when it came to interrupting and and uh, breaking format than Biden. Although Biden did so, but uh, Trump definitely um, did it much more. But shockingly, Biden uh, had much many more insults than <laughs> Donald Trump did. So uh, so he went. He uh, he was. Uh, I think it showed frustration and things like that uh, because he kind of got off script and those are the moments he kind of lost some composure. Uh, and, you know, you, you expect insults from Trump, which is probably one of one of the many things that people really dislike about him. Uh, and he really didn't go into the insults like he normally does. Um, but, you know, Trump is Trump. But Biden... He, uh, I mean, calling the sitting president a clown, the worst president of all time, uh, told him to shut up. <laughs> you know, those are, those are, those are things that people say when they lose their composure and are frustrated. So, um, neither, neither candidate, uh, represented this country very well. <laughs> so, um, you know, at times, um, Biden kind of broke off the debate format and looked into the camera like he was giving a speech. 
uh, is trying to talk to the American people, which probably was was part of the, was part of the strategy um, was to not in, get engaged into a fight with the president and instead of going back and forth like a debate, trying to use it more as a way to speak to the country. Now he he was able, he was successfully able to do it at times. Uh, whether his message was great or not, uh, I don't really believe it was. Um, I think his commercials have done better, but of course those are more prepared and edited and uh, written uh, as a teleprompter. But that was the the uh, the strategy probably going in and to kind of his way to make his points and uh, not being kind of drawn into a part of the debate that um, he probably would fail in because going, you know, punch for punch, he he wouldn't be able to beat Trump. Trump is uh, too skilled at that. That's just who he is. Uh, Bullies are able to do that. Uh, Biden, Biden, I don't think has that in him. Uh, Honestly, I think uh, uh, Kamala Harris would probably stand up to Trump much much better than Biden would. Um, but you don't have a president against vice president candidate <laughs> debate, so that wouldn't happen. Um, but uh, it was it, w- <laughs> it was a debate to be remembered. Um, both gave false, exaggerating, misleading answers, um, you know, for what they've done or, or what the other person has failed to do. Um, expectedly, Trump uh, did more. I mean, Biden did it. I mean, there's no question about it. Like his statistics about crime and, and uh, other things were, were definitely, definitely wrong. Um, but yeah, Trump, that's just who he is because he's not, he's not prepared. Uh, he, th- he takes things that, on the surface, he'll read something and, and, and that's it. And, uh, you know, he, he's kind of like the headline grab guy. Somebody gives him some bit of information and he creates the headline. Uh, Cause you know, when writers, um, write, uh, write articles, you know, journalists write articles and submit them. Uh, typically it's somebody who creates the headline, not the, uh, write, the writer of the article. Uh, so I think Trump in many ways is like that because if you look at headlines for articles, they're you, they're created so people you know clickbait, um, where they may exaggerate things or make it seem like it's one way and goes the other way, and and that's kind of how Trump is. He's a he's a headline writer, so maybe that maybe that's what he'll be in his next life. Um, I think both of them failed mightily on a couple questions that were asked. Um, when Chris Matthews asked about uh, uh, denouncing white supremacy uh, with Donald Trump, uh, he didn't exactly do so. Uh, I think one of the problems is because of uh, the uh, the way the debate was, how how it was just you know kids fighting. He he wasn't able to maybe concentrate on the answer. Because I'm sure he would have preferred to give a much better answer than he did, um, but uh, you know he he definitely failed with that question. Um, there'll be people who apologize for him, others who say he didn't he didn't say anything wrong, 
and others who say he needs to clarify. Um, but uh, he did not do well with that question. Um, and Biden, pretty much from the beginning, um, when the topic was about the Supreme Court, uh, he, didn't, he did not want to give any information about his thoughts about what he would do as far as increasing the number of justices or anything like that. So he, and he pretty much said, I'm not answering that question. Um, and I don't know, um, if, if you're going to, if you're going to make that a big deal about Donald Trump and naming, the just the replacement justice for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, if that's going to be a big deal and, and part of, of, uh, your criticisms of Trump, I, I think you have to answer that question as well. Um, his lack of an answer, either one, he just has no clue about it, or two, he has something to hide that it probably won't go over well with the American public and he doesn't want to say it. So I think, I think both of them uh, failed on those questions. Um, the one thing that really irks me, and it was going, it was pretty much stated, it was probably going to come up in the debate, water time. was about tax returns. And I think it was the New York Post or Times or whatever said that um, there was two years, even though they didn't have the exact tax returns, that he only paid, what, $750 in taxes. Um, so that was going to, um, that's headlines and people are going to talk about it and brought up in, into the debate. And I'm going to be 100% honest. I have been voting in elections for almost 30 years. Not 30 years. I'm not that old, but almost 30 years. I have never once thought about how much the candidate's worth, how much they paid on taxes, or even if I, if their tax returns were available, never had any desire to look. I don't care. It's, it's, not, my, it's not my problem to... to uh, to analyze them and judge them, that's what the IRS is for. If the IRS finds things fine, that's fine. I don't see the big deal. Who cares <laughs> about their tax returns? That makes no bit of difference to me. I don't care who's running, whether Democrat, Republican, Independent, Green Party, uh, Progressive Party, Libertarian Party, any party. I don't care. I don't think that matters. If they broke a law, that's different. But if they didn't, I don't care. Every, I mean, Trump said uh, he doesn't like paying taxes. <laughs> you know why? Because nobody does. Even, even the liberals who are for more taxes, they still try to, when they do their returns, they still try to get as much money back or pay as little as humanly possible. Every single person does that, whether you're rich or poor. That that's what everybody does. So it's no surprise. And as long as everybody does it within the uh, rule of law and the IRS clears it, okay. It's not a big deal. And what I find funny is one of the years that's referenced, I don't know if it's one or both years that were referenced, the tax laws that were in place that supposedly made him pay only $750, the tax codes were under the Obama administration. Who was this vice president? Joe Biden. So you can't criticize that this is your tax code. And 
obviously somebody with a lot of money has a lot more deductions just because and they have a lot more income. Their tax returns are, are, are very thick. Um, somebody who's, you know, low income to an easy form, but they're still going to get try to get all their deductions. So, I mean, uh, show me a person who tries to pay more in taxes than they do. They just don't. Let it go. Who cares? It's up. If the IRS, like I said, if the IRS clears it, that's it. That's it. Let it go. You know? To me, I, I think it just, it, it's another thing to, to, to make a, to make it seem, um, like he's a cheat and things like that. Uh, we all live in glass houses, so it's the same thing. We all try. I mean, how many people have accountants doing their taxes, even if they can do it themselves? You know why they do it? Because that accountant can get them a better refund or have them pay less because they know all the little loopholes and things like that. And I don't care what what party you're affiliated with because I know plenty on both sides and both sides try to get as much back as they do. So let it go. Let it go. Um, uh, in the end, going back to the debate, I don't, I don't really believe either one won the debate at all. Either candidate won. Um, it, uh, it, they both lost just because the debacle that it was. Um, you know, the, the, the people who are pro-Trump are going to say he did well. The people that are pro-Biden are going to say he did well. But in the end of the day, I think everybody can agree neither one really looked good. Um, Biden may have performed slightly better considering um, the questions regarding <laughs> uh, his, uh, his mental state. Uh, even though he seemed to have lose, lost thought at sometimes, kind of looked lost sometimes. Um, appeared frustrated, lost his composure. Uh, I, I think many people expected him to to look a lot worse. So he might have done a little better just because he didn't look as bad as many people thought he was going to look. Um, but, it, you know, just because the bar was low doesn't mean he did well. <laughs> um, you know, it, if there is another debate and it... If and if it, it any chance for it to come close to how this one was, I would say cancel it. Which honestly would benefit Biden because Biden is the one who, you know, Trump is already known. Everybody knows how he will conduct himself during these these live events, these uh, these debates, um, you know, town halls, question and answers. Uh, Biden is the one who gets himself in trouble when he talks off script and things like that. So if it was canceled, it's, it would definitely benefit uh, Joe Biden. But if they move forward, um, if if it's going to be like this, I, I, I'd rather cancel it because yeah, it's, it's useless. Um, but who knows if there is going to be another one because uh, today 
uh, news came out that uh, Donald Trump tested positive for the coronavirus. He himself and uh, Melania Trump tested positive. Um, everything that's been said is he's not going to take any time off. He'll just work from the residence. Um, but the campaign trail stops have been canceled. You know, you know justifiably so. So, so, who knows if there was going to be another one. Um, from what I understand with his health, uh, he's not at the high, high risk, but, you know, because of his age and his weight, yeah, there's some risk with him. But uh, because he contracted it at this stage where a lot of the, um, the treatments for it uh, have been established, what works, what doesn't work, and things like that, uh, he, he'll... He'll probably get through it. Um, I mean, he's, he's going to have doctors with him 24-7. Uh, you know, he is the, not because he's white, not because he's rich, because he's the president of the United States. And uh, he, whoever's running this country, then uh, you know, they should have the best care possible because you know, losing a, pres a sitting president uh, the, isn't good for the country. So, um, you know, hopefully he recovers. Uh, I don't know if this is going to change his views on COVID or not, but um, if he recovers, let's say the two, you know, two weeks, like ex probably expected, let's see if they're going to have another debate. Um, but if, if they do, you know, one, one of the uh, changes should definitely be turning off the microphones uh, when it's not their turn to speak. <laughs> I think that would probably be the best thing to do. Uh, keeps the interruptions you know, and maybe putting them in a closed room so you can't even hear the other person. But, uh, you know, we'll see what comes from that. The um, next debate will actually be the vice president debate, which will be next week. And I I fully expect it to be much more cordial and professional. Um, and then when you look at Mike Pence and Kamala Harris, if, if you were to say who was going to be the aggressor, I would definitely say Kamala Harris. I think she has a much stronger personality. Um, but Mike Pence, he's just, a, he's very polished. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But I, I do think it's going to be good. I, I don't think it's, it's, it's going to show the uh, kind of hatred or dislike that the presidential debate uh, showed. But we shall see. Um, uh, depending how it goes, we'll see if I do a podcast about it or not. Um, at this point, I will. I am thinking I will, but we'll see. Uh, another topic I wanted to cover, uh, is about the police and, and mostly because I was listening to another show and there was a comment that was made that I was like, uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, can I build a segment off this? And I'm like, sure, why not? So I was listening to another show, um, shortly after the decision not to charge the police and the Breonna Taylor, uh, cause that's been circulating uh, news and opinions and things like that. Um, and this person, you know, kind of wanted to give an example that uh, he went through to show how policing is done nowadays. And um, he, he gave an example that he was recently stopped by a cop and the cop took his time. And when he finally approached his, his uh, vehicle, he did so with his hand on his gun. And th this person was saying, oh, 
He thought that were, he couldn't believe they were doing that. He's not a threat, like WTF. Uh, I never use those acronyms, but I don't know why I did now. Um, and then he, the cop, that he's, he's actually dealt with the cop before, and, um, you know, why would, why would he come to his car as an aggressor with his, with his hand on his gun and things like that? And um, honestly, I think it was just a weak example of trying to relate, you know, finding a way to relate uh, for some of the movements that are taking place and, um, and that was kind of his example. Um, and, and to be completely honest, I don't blame a police officer going, you know, first of all, they take, they take their time because they run the plates. Uh, they see if there's any, any, any warrants, any, um, any, any like bolos for, for that make model amber alert you know they're 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 trying to process get information uh just in case there's something they have to deal with um and so that's why they take their time with that now as far as you know walking up to the car with hand on, the, on their gun i mean let's let's be honest being a police officer is not a safe job at all uh and being ready for anything that can happen is something you need to do. And having your hand on your gun, all it is is being prepared. Uh, you know, in 2019, even though this number might not seem high, but 48 police officers had died through criminal acts. Now, the risk is there. So every time they don't know how each individual situation is going to end. So you you have to be prepared. I mean, um, imagine if you were required 100% of the time to open the front door when somebody knocked, whether you knew the person or not. Would, wouldn't people be a little kind of worried of what could happen? Because obviously there's been uh, home invasions, uh, murders, things like that. And how many people, if they had to open the door 100% of the time, would do so with some kind of weapon, a gun, a knife, a spear, a bat, you know, just for that, that small chance that that person might be, uh, might be up to no good. So imagine if that's basically what police officers have to, are, are confronted with every time they do a traffic stop, because 99% of the time, they don't know the person they're stopping. They don't know if that's a murderer. They don't know if that's a rapist. They don't know if that person hasn't taken their medication and um, and will shoot anybody. I mean, police officers have been shot just walking up to a car on a simple traffic um, traffic stop. So it happens. I I mean, it's been a long time since I've been stopped, but um, I believe the last time I was stopped, the police officer came up, hand on his gun. My hands were on the steering wheel, and you know what? It didn't bother me one bit because they have to protect themselves and protect other people and I have to protect myself. And so I kept my hands on the steering wheel. So I think it was a weak attempt. I kind of understand what this person was trying to do. Um, and unfortunately, in this day and age, that's what many people are trying to do. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's tough because 
most police officers, I mean, Joe Biden even said it, most police officers are good. There are some bad apples. And there are bad cops. There are. And all professions have bad apples. Lawyers, doctors, politicians, athletes. You know, even Starbucks employees. There's bad apples there. In every single in every single industry, in every single occupation, there are bad apples. So police is no different. Firefighters, there's bad ones. Honestly, if I'm gonna, if I had to choose between a bad doctor, or a bad cop, you know, I'd rather have a bad cop than a bad doctor treating me, performing surgery on me. Um, and police, they're just an extension of society. So there's gonna be good ones, bad ones. There's gonna be racist. There's gonna be plenty with mental issues. It's going to happen. There's going to be gay. There's going to be straight. There's you know there's going to be who came with bad backgrounds. Um, some who don't like particular races or think um, think some religions are uh, radical. You know, it's just an extension of society. It's they're not all going to be perfect. Now the. What I do agree with is, yes, let's look at the policies. Let's look at training. Yes, all that has to be improved. And I agree with that. Uh, a lot of the protests and things like that, I think it goes overboard. As far as defunding or abolishing, I think that's ridiculous. But um, as far as criminal justice and sentencing and minorities... Getting tougher sentences. Yes, all that has to be looked at. I agree with. I've I've been agreeing with that for years. Um, but no matter what, twenty years from now, criminals. Even if social justice is improved, criminal justice is improved. Racism is not as prevalent as it is now. You're still going to have bad police because they're no different than any other part of society. So just because. Some one person does something wrong, you can, you know, it, it's a storm of racism. You can't condemn all because of the bad ones. You can't. And, uh, you know, I think that's uh, police right now are just, you know, they're getting a bad rap. And listen, I, I've had a bad experience with a cop in the past. I mean, not a violent one, but I've experienced a bad police officer. Um, you know, it, like I said, it was nonviolent, but it it was it was res- disrespectful and very unprofessional, and I had a bad experience. Um, but that's that one cop is not is not you know representative of every single police officer. He was just a bad one. Um, I you know I I think he definitely. Definitely had put himself on a pedestal and felt powerful. I mean, I got stopped. I got three tickets, all non-moving violations. And two of them, I had to go to court just to get them waived. And the third one was because of my tinted windows, which was, I think was 1% or 1 degree or something. Barely, barely illegal. And that was the only ticket I paid because it was either pay the ticket or remove them. Show the court that I removed them, and then all three would have been thrown out. But you know, I don't want. I, I like my car, my tents, so I kept them. But when I was in court, 
I was there for about 20 minutes and I would say 80% of the of the offenses that were ticketed or presented court that day had the same cop. So obviously this cop was just ticket happy. Um, but once again, he was very disrespectful to me and very unprofessional. It was, and I'm, I'm not kidding about this. I w- after, after he stopped me and he first spoke to me, I had to wait 10 minutes because a car, this was in a Burger King parking lot, so he saw, uh, saw somebody he knew and he had a personal conversation with that person for 10 minutes while I'm sitting there. Ridiculous. And of course, I'm frustrated and all that. But, you know, I had learned that the best thing to do is just be respectful and, you know, and don't raise a stink because that just makes things worse. But it was a bad experience. But even though I had that one bad experience, I don't condemn all. You know, I don't know. Hopefully he's not a this was what probably about 20 years ago. Um, so he might be retired now, or maybe he was fired because he was a crappy cop, but who knows? I mean, I think it's just right now, police are in a no-win situation. Um, just doing their job properly raises scrutiny. And the problem is if they don't do their job, if they don't do something because they're worried about how it's going to be perceived, bad things can happen. You know, if, if they let somebody go just because... There's people with camera phones and uh, they don't want to deal with the scrutiny that comes at, after. And let's say that person goes in and kills somebody. Then, oh, the police just let this person go. It's, it's, an, it's a no-one situation. And, and how many of those police officers are being baited? I mean, being disrespected to their face, having things thrown at them. Just so they can react and get, get it on video. And then it can be posted on YouTube or this or that. It's a tough job. And right now, I think they need to be respected more than ever. And once again, I'm not saying there doesn't need to be changes made. But to condemn all for things that go wrong. I mean, are you going to say that all doctors or all teachers or all athletes, you know, are bad because of the the bad apples? The this very small percentage of bad apples? No. And then, and then um, there's this big deal made because these two lawyers who took part in protests in New York, they did. Uh, they decided they're going to do a what is it called a Molokov to- cocktail, you know, basically a firebomb, uh, getting a bottle, some gasoline, lighting it, throwing it so something can explode. So they did that to a police vehicle, and now there's an uproar because they can be sentenced to life in prison. First of all, they're lawyers. You know, you should be practicing, upholding, obeying laws. So I question them as lawyers. But if you, what if somebody, what if they would have missed and somebody would have died? I have no sense. Do I think they deserve life in prison? No. I think that's a little extreme. But they put themselves in that situation. You know, that is a very dangerous Dangerous thing to do. I have no sympathy for them. Don't give me any excuse for them. Because that that is malicious in nature and intent. So I don't care if they're a lawyer. They should have known better. Um, but why are, why, why, why are we sympathizing with criminals now? Oh, they shouldn't. They deserve, oh, they're being 
uh, they're being made an example of. Yeah, and they should be. You know why? Because they are lawyers and should know better. But they didn't. That's on them. I, I, the, and I said this before. Accountability, especially with this younger generation, does not exist anymore. It's, it's somebody else's fault. It's not my fault. Accountability has been peed on. And it's ridiculous. Um, you know, parents blame teachers for their kids' failures. Ridiculous. Listen, my kids, they are good students. Because they're forced to be good students. And it's not the teacher's fault if, if my daughter or my son fails a test. If they didn't study, it's on them. If they didn't do their homework on time, it's on them. It's not on the teacher. My kids, they need, they have, and I tell them, I mean, I go at it with my daughter all the time because, you know, you know she's, she's a teenage girl, so it's tough. Uh, about being accountable. I go, it's not somebody else's fault. You got to take responsibility for your own actions. And now it's, you know, you know, it, you can't punish these protesters because it's, it's the police that forced them to do it. Oh, be, looters are angry because of the way um, certain races are being treated. So it's, it's a way to express their anger. No, give me a break. Be accountable for the decisions you make. That's it. If you break the law, it's on you. Um, nobody forced you to loot. Nobody forced you to throw a Molokov cocktail. Nobody forced you to throw rocks at somebody and, or assault a police officer or set a fire to a garbage can or do graffiti. Nobody forced you. You did it. Be accountable. Stop making excuses. Stop blaming others. That's, this is how anarchy happens. Lack of accountability. And you know what? I will leave it at that. <sighs> and with that, if you have any comments, feedback, or topics you would like me to discuss, feel free to send an email to diggingforsomething at AOL.com. That is digging the number four. Something at AOL.com. Uh, if you happen to be listening via Anchor app, you can also leave me a voice message. And I thank you for listening to this episode of Digging for Something. I am JJ, and I will see you when I see you.